Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be online dating secrets. I've got a really good email success story from a guy who went on a first date with a gal that he met online. And I know a lot of, a lot of people that watch me do online dating, and it can be a great source of additional dating prospects, if you will, especially if you're in the process of applying the things I teach in my book, How to Be a 3% Man, obviously you need some cannon fodder. You need some ladies to practice with so you can improve your skills. So that way when you meet somebody and you just really click, they knock your socks off, you knock theirs off, everything's great, you don't screw it up. Because like Confucius said, success depends upon prior preparation. Without said preparation, there is sure to be failure. So I have a quote that I wrote, and then we're going to go through this guy's email to see what he did successfully to go from meeting somebody online and talking to meeting them in person and seducing them successfully. Because at the end of the day, depending on what your outcome is and what you're looking for, eventually at some point, you guys are going to have sex. So this will give you the best possible chances to succeed. So the quote says, alpha males are direct, decisive, and get to the point. They know what they want and why they want it. They don't hesitate, but take action when opportunities present themselves, either in their personal or their professional lives. As the old saying goes, you will miss 100% of the pitches that you don't take a swing at. Success in life is mostly due to showing up and taking action. Losers hesitate, dither, and second-guess themselves. Winners take action in spite of their fears and even when success seems unlikely. Give yourself permission to fail because the reality is that most of your attempts at anything in life will result in failure most of the time. However, failure is the greatest teacher of all because it teaches you what doesn't work and forces you in a new direction and to try something else. Failure is a necessary prerequisite to success. You ne especially when you're learning this stuff. I had a phone session with a guy yesterday, and he's been following my work for a while, met a gal at work. Things started going really well. I think he'd only been through the book like once or twice, not the 10, 15, 20 times that I recommend to get to the point where you know it so well you literally could teach a class on it. You could give a seminar on it. And so what happened was he did great first two dates or so. And then when he really started liking this girl, they hooked up, I think it was a second or third date. Things started going sideways after that. And they only hooked up that one time, even though they went out several times after that. And as we went through the discussion and he explained what he did and what he said, what was happening was she was starting to back off a little bit and then kind of some of his old bad behaviors started coming back. Instead of pumping the brakes a little bit like he should have and kind of backed off, he started pushing a little harder and then the more he pushed, the more she backed off, even though he's been through my book. But he was thinking about what happened in the past, how everything went great on the first and second date because after all, they ended up sleeping together i think it was the second or, or the third day i can't remember now but that's what typically happens to a lot of guys that aren't experienced with applying this stuff is you get some success you get a little cocky you get a little full of yourself you're like i got this 
I know that fucker on the internet with the shaved head said I got to read this thing 10 to 15 times. I think that's ridiculous. I don't have the time to read it 10 to 15 times. But of course, he was able to make the time to do a phone session with me to point out to him that, you know, where he went wrong and how he didn't back off and didn't pump the brakes. And especially there were a lot of other red flags about this particular woman that should have given him pause. But in his mind, after, you know, because she was the hottest girl that he'd ever been with in his life, he's thinking about the ring he's going to put on her finger eventually and what their kids are going to look like. And he's having all these fantasies about the future, even though there's all these red flags popping up. So I was able to bring him back down to earth and get him refocused on the fact that he needed to practice more. And so if you are applying this, it's going to take time to get better with it. And a lot of guys make the mistake. They start hooking up when they think they got it. And then what happens is a few weeks or a few months later, things are going sideways and then they get into a panic and then they start becoming like robots trying to use techniques. And then that just makes them come off as even more inauthentic and makes the woman feel less safe and less comfortable and then she backs off even more. So this will be a good email to help. You know, this guy's pretty much brand new to my work. So he's kind of in the position that the guy was that I talked to yesterday. So he says, hi, Corey, I discovered your work recently and wanted to write about a recent experience that shows me just how brilliant and helpful your coaching has turned out to be already. Well, don't get cocky, dude, 10 to 15 times. He says, I met this hot Asian woman on Match.com just over a week ago who's eight years younger than me, but you know how beautiful Asians are. She looks 20 years younger. I'm in my 50s. That's awesome. Well, so something I want to say about it's like when you start talking on dating apps, whether it's Match or Bumble or OkCupid or Plenty of Fish, is that typically what's going to happen is that you got to remember women, especially most of the dating apps other than Bumble, where the women actually have to contact you first. When there's a match, they have 24 hours to write to you. And if they don't write to you within 24 hours, the match disappears. So there's none of that ghosting or that kind of bullshit. And a lot of women that are on there typically tend to be more professional, more successful, tend to be pretty hot, pretty attractive compared to other dating platforms that I've seen. I, I first got on there, I think it was like five, six, seven years ago, whenever it wasn't that, that dating app first came out and there were lots of bugs and there just weren't a lot of people on it. But I've had so many clients over the last year t- tell me about their great experiences on it that a few months ago I got on it just to see what it was like and I'm I'm surprised that, that the results are pretty darn good and what I like about it is that again it starts the woman off from the beginning where she's doing the pursuing she has to reach out to you first which is totally aligned especially in the me too era with the things that I teach because if she's chasing you you don't have to worry about getting blown off but typically how the conversations are going to go is that what I'll do is I'll send three or four messages back and forth, and I'll typically, you know, because I'm not going to be on the dating app all the time. I'm busy. i got other things to do. I might go on there once a day or every couple of days, check message or whatever. And sometimes I miss matches because I don't respond within the 24 hours, but, you know, shit happens. But I do notice that the notifications saying you got a message or a match, they don't always come through on the iPhone. So after, you know, three or four messages, because women want to see, can this guy carry a conversation? Is he not? Because you got to remember, they're getting bombarded by dudes that are impatient, they're insecure, 
They start to get mad when the woman doesn't respond right away. And sometimes women are going to just kind of wait to respond to you. You might go back and forth a couple messages and they disappear for a few hours. And sometimes they're going to do that shit on purpose because they want to make sure you're not a fucking lunatic. So you can't get butt hurt. You got to remember, it's kind of like a game of tennis. You hit the ball over the net and then you wait for them to hit the ball back. And so typically what I will do is after three or four messages, you know, I'll say something along the lines of, well, I'm not on the dating app very often. It's, you know, it's much easier to get a hold of me through text. And so I'll send them my number, you know, text or call me if you want or shoot me your number and, you know, I'll I'll give you a call. And, you know, then we'll start texting and then I'll schedule a call where we can actually talk. And depending on the woman, sometimes it might be 15, 20 minutes that, that we talk and then we arrange a date to get together other times I've, I've talked up to like 45 minutes to an hour because sometimes I'm not sure, so sure that I actually want to meet her. And what I do like about it, because again, you're basically going off pictures, is that you want to make sure that you jive with the person. Because if, if the conversation on the phone doesn't go too well and it's not easy and it doesn't flow, I mean, think about it. If you're talking for a half hour or 40 minutes, kind of getting to know somebody, seeing what they're like, you know, if I'm kind of skeptical in the beginning, I'm not real crazy, I'll have a longer conversation. If the conversation flows real well and clicks and I can tell we both jive 15, 20 minutes, I'm going to be making a date to meet for a drink in person. But, you know, sometimes I'll talk a little longer just because I want to see how the conversation goes out. Maybe they're, you know, because down in South Florida, you're going to get women that speak the English is not their first language, and sometimes just, you know, the way they talk is that sometimes there's a little bit of awkward pauses, and so sometimes you want to just kind of wait and see and feel them out and see how it is, but it all goes down to, like, what do you feel? Because think about it. If the conversation's not easy and effortless on the phone, it doesn't matter how hot they are. Why the hell would you want to meet them in person? So use the phone, use the technology, to screen them out before you decide to pull the trigger and meet up for a date. So you gotta, you got to kind of feel it out and play around with it, and that's why it's important to have, you know, especially if you're new to this, to be on several different dating platforms so you can get lots of experience interacting with different women because you get all hung up on the first girl that you hook up with and you're just learning this stuff, you're going to typically start to revert back to your old behavior because you really have it's like you you're good enough to get through a date or two maybe even hook up once but after that it's like those old fears those that old doubt that you have is going to start to come back and that's where a lot of guys lose it because they don't take the time it's like they don't believe me when i say read the book 10 to 15 times and you got to practice a lot because if you got multiple women you're talking to you're not going to be so eager to focus in on one and get attached to one because when you get attached to one and you just started learning this stuff, it's, you know, it's really hard, especially if you have a little bit of success because it can tend to go to your head a little bit. And then you get two, three weeks down the road and she starts backing off a little bit, but because your emotions are engaged and you really like her and you really want it to work out, you start trying harder and it's subtle and it's little and it happens little by little every other day is you text and talk and you interact with one another and then when the woman starts backing off the guys have already convinced themselves that this is the one for them and then they start trying harder and they revert right back to the old kind of behaviors that lead to them getting ghosted 
or friend zoned or hearing I don't feel there's a spark or I'm not ready for a relationship. They get that thrown in their face a lot. So you got to take the time. You got to prepare. So let's get back to this guy's email. He says, our first date was just over coffee and it went well. You know, for you guys that don't have a lot of money, I mean, that's a great cheap date. You know, six, eight bucks, you can get a couple cups of coffee or a cup of hot cocoa and hang out, see how the conversation goes. You know, because again, if you're doing online dating, there is going to be a chance that you're going to meet women that aren't going to look as good in person as they do in their pictures. And if that happens, it's just a quick cup of coffee and it's easy to bail. But you also should have two or three other places that you can go to if the date goes well, because at the end of the day, the idea is the process of seduction is to get closer and closer to a woman until you eventually end up inside of her. And statistically, the reality is most women sleep with a guy by the second or the third date. And some guys are surprised that they're able to, I was talking to a guy the other day I did a phone session with, and things went so well on the first date, he ended up back at his place with her. And in his mind, because this had never happened before, because he was relatively new to, the, new to my work, he never expected that she would come back to his place and they would be able to have sex. So therefore, he didn't have any condoms. So <laughs> ABP, always be prepared. Always assume that you're awesome. And if you click and the woman likes you and you like her and she's not structured and following a bunch of rules, if you like each other, fucking go for it. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Live and enjoy your life is the way I look at it. He says, the next day, I invited her to dinner one night during the week, so we scheduled a date for Wednesday. So he didn't say whether she reached out to him the next day or not. He says, in the time between Sunday and Wednesday, I realized from reading your book, I should not be doing the pursuing. Normally, I would have blown her phone up, but I refrained. Our dinner went well on Wednesday, so I suggested we go to a nice bar a block away for drinks. Thanks for the great strategy. Again, that goes to the logistics of sex. You know, if you're driving 45 minutes to meet her somewhere, you know, it's like you're going to hop in the car and drive 45 minutes back to your place or 45 minutes to her place. Typically what I'm going to do, because I live in in an area where there's lots of restaurants and bars and shops and places to go to, is I'm going to have them meet me somewhere. And typically what I'll say is, Hey, when you, you're parking your car or when the valet's dropping you off, just shoot me a text and I'll just come meet you downstairs. Makes it pretty easy that way. He says, we spent another, half, another hour having fun and getting to know each other. Then I walked her to her car and said goodnight. When I went for a kiss, she turned her head and only kissed me in the cheek and that ended our date. So you went out, you, it sounds like you went out for the first date and for coffee and then like the very next day you're calling her to meet her again that's a little too soon dude rushing it a little bit and as he said here in the past he would have normally blown up her phone so already this is a guy that typically acts over eager and tries to do too much too soon and rushes things and this is how most guys are with women and the average attractive woman has been out on enough dates with enough guys to know that they like to go slow I mean, sometimes I've, I've met women and we might only, it might take a week, if, especially if we're both busy, successful professionals, just to schedule a phone call and then a week to a week and a half to actually meet up for a date. So by the time we start tech messaging, 
till we actually get together for a date sometimes can be up to three to four weeks of time has passed before you actually get to meet them in person. Some of them it's quicker, but when you're dealing with women that are just as busy as you are and they got busy schedules, maybe they got kids that they're raising as well, and one weekend they have the kids, the next weekend they don't, you're going to be working around those things. So it's all patience pays. I remember when I was growing up, there was a road in Florida called Alligator Alley. And it was like it was like a two-lane two road. And they always had these signs that said, and even on the turnpike it was like this, you know, 20-something years ago. They've since widened it. But I used to have a sign. It said, patience pays only three minutes to the passing zone. And so when it comes to women, it's much better to be patient because your competition really is most of those guys are extremely impatient and when you're taking your time you're not in a rush you're okay with not talking for several days or you're okay with not meeting up for a week week and a half because you're busy and she's busy busy professional women are going to appreciate that and will make you stand out from all the needy and secure jackasses that they're talking to he says i waited for her to text me the next day thanking me for a fun evening. I immediately asked when she was available to see me again. So it's a good sign. I mean, she's, re you know, even though he did, it looks like two, three dates in a really short period, it worked out okay because obviously she had a high level of attraction. So the higher the woman's initial level of attraction is for you, the more screw-ups you can have, the more you can get away with two or three dates in a short period of time without turning her off completely but the less into you she is from the get you get go you start doing this you, she starts to view you as being just like all the other guys she's talking to she said it was going to be a nice weekend and she had no plans i flexed my masculinity by not asking what she wanted to do but telling her what i thought we should do the idea is to extend the invitation to invite her to join your fun bus to invite her to join something fun that you want to do he says, well, as the time and place, she went along with a plan, which was to go for a hike. I didn't contact her again until a couple of hours before our date on Sunday to give her my address since I told her to meet at my place and we'd drive together. So he didn't tie down. He, he had a definite day and a definite time and a definite place, but he didn't give out the address. One thing you can do is if you're worried about getting ghosted or a woman flaking on you is text her the day of date and, you know, tell her maybe you're going to be a half hour late or, you know, you're a little jammed up and would it be okay to meet an hour later? Or maybe, hey, the place I wanted to meet at, it's going to be kind of dead there tonight and I'd like to go somewhere fun and there's another place, you know, how about we go there? Is that cool? Does that work for you? Does that sound good? So if you're worried about getting ghosted or women not showing up for the online date, if you're setting a date three or four days or five days in advance with somebody you met online and just talked on the phone, that's a good way that you, you can mitigate that particular risk. When you get really good, you'll be able to feel it out and tell. You'll be able to make a date four or five days in the future and not be worried about it. But when you're new, you're kind of you're not going to really have much sensory acuity because you just don't have enough experience. In other words, you'll be able to tell when a woman's really into you and she's going to keep a date and when she's not, 
and you probably should contact her the day of the date to maybe change something at the last minute to see how she responds. So you don't just show up and you're sitting there like, hey, where are you? And she goes, oh, you, you were, I never heard from you. So I just assumed we, were, we weren't going to meet up. The only time a woman's going to do that is the reason she blows you off is because she really wasn't that into you in the first place. And so therefore, if she hasn't heard from you in two or three days before the date, she didn't give a fuck because she didn't really want to see you and she's not going to feel bad about blowing you off. He says, another point I'd learned from your book is that a date should be focused on three things, having fun, romance, and opportunity for sex. The three H's, hang out, have fun, and hook up. He says, I wanted her car at my place so I could suggest showing her my condo after the date. Pretty slick. Or you could say, hey, would you care to come up to my place to join a night nightcap? Or in my case, hey, you want to come up for a game of darts? Hey, you want to come up for a game of pinball? Hey, you want to come up for a game of bubble hockey? And we can listen to the ocean. When she arrived for our date, she offered to drive. I think she wanted to show off her BMW, but I insisted I drive because I didn't want to give away my masculine power. Or you could have driven her car. Hey, it's a nice car. I'll drive. Gentlemen are supposed to drive. Let me get the door for you. Sit her down in the passenger seat, and then you can drive her car. Then do some donuts in the parking lot. I'm just kidding. During our hike, I focused on opening her up by asking her questions based on what you teach. She's quite shy. For instance, I asked her to tell me about a happy memory of something she did during her childhood. That's a good question. I think that was in that list of questions. There was an article I did several years ago. I think it was called Great First Date Questions That Build Attraction or something like that. Each question... I, re- I do reference that article in my book, I believe. Each question sparked fun and revealing conversations about both of our lives growing up, hers in China and mine in America. I also threw in a question asking if I could kiss her. She said yes and that it was a lame question. <laughs> I like this girl. Because <laughs> she's giving you honest feedback. That's a fucking lame question. Be a fucking man and just kiss me, in other words. Thinking back, it really was lame. If I had to do it over, instead of asking permission for the kiss, I'd ask if she's a good kisser. That's a much better question. The quality of your life is in direct proportion to the quality of the questions that you consistently ask yourself and of your dates. If you're asking good quality questions, they're going to elicit good positive answers. She's going to feel good positive feelings towards you. And when that happens, she likes you more. I'm starting to realize phrasing conversations with women the right way is very important. Yeah, it's not so much what you say, but how you say it. Anyway, we kissed for a minute or so, and it was tantalizing. When we got back to my place, I invited her to see my condo as I'd planned. But she felt pressured to get home to her 14-year-old son so she could make dinner. We kissed for a minute, and she drove off. So you extend the invitation, and you're okay with her accepting it or saying, no, i got to run, maybe next time. But it's not over yet. So I went upstairs and turned on the TV to watch some football. About a half hour later, my phone rang, and it was her. She asked me if it was okay if she changed her mind because she wanted to see my condo after all. Sure, she really wants to see your condo. 
That's, that's the reason why she's going to turn around and come back. I really want to see what your place looks like. I'd say she really wants to see what your bedroom is like, and she wants to see what you look like naked. I responded by saying, I'd love that. She said, I'll be there soon, and we hung up. I knew for certainty at that moment that she wanted me as much as I wanted her. To make a long story short, I'll leave out the fun details, except to say within three minutes of her getting inside my door, I'd torn her clothes, torn off her clothes, and we were enjoying the indoor Olympics, as you say. He says, afterwards, we lay in bed talking a while about what just happened, relishing the moment. It's like, these are great memories. These are the kinds of things, especially for a guy that's not used to this kind of thing happening, it completely changes your life. This, the blue in the sky looks better. The sound of the ocean sounds better. You feel more filled with energy to work on your purpose and your mission in life. Women make everything better. A good woman makes everything better, I should say. Soon, she was asking me questions about the other women that I'd slept with, etc. Yeah, those are not... The, the, you, you never win by answering those questions. Because if things ever go sideways in the future, or you're having a difficult time, that shit will get thrown back in your face. Well, I've had a lot of great girlfriends over my life, or I had a great ex-wife, or a couple, couple great ex-wives, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'm the man I am today because I've, I've, been, I've had the honor of having a lot of great, great women that made me into a great man, and you get the benefit of that. But at the end of the day, gentlemen don't kiss and tell. Just like what happens between you and I stays between you and I. Then she let me know that I was the first man she had slept with since her divorce. When I asked how long it had been, I was flabbergasted. It had been nearly six years since the last time she had been with a man. Another reason why she... Turned around and made the U-turn. You did everything right compared probably to most of the guys that she'd been out with or talked to. You Remember, you must love in such a way that the person you love feels free. And she took off and you were like, hey, no problem. See you later. Have a great night. And she came back. When I asked why me, she said basically that I make her feel safe. Women got to feel safe and comfortable. And if they do, they'll be back for more. And if they don't, you probably won't hear from them very often, if at all. He says, thanks, dude. What else can I say? I dropped you a $20 donation today. Well, donations are always appreciated if you're so inclined and you appreciate the value of the information that I share in these videos and the fact you can read all my books for free on my website, understandingrelationships.com, by subscribing to the newsletter. There's an email sign-up box in the upper right-hand corner of every page of my website. If you're on a mobile device, it should be the first thing you see when you log into any page on my website. And if you want to make a donation, there is a PayPal donate button on the toolbar at the bottom of my website. He says, if things continue to go this way, I expect there will be more donations to come. Well, you can also do monthly donation subscriptions if you like as well. And if you would like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and book any coaching option that works for you. And if you haven't read my first book yet, How to Be a 3% Man, I highly encourage you to do that. And I also have my second book, 
mastering yourself, which is more purpose-oriented, goal-oriented, life skills, negotiation skills. There's a little bit of politics in there. But both books combined should really help you be a completely well-rounded man. So these kinds of experiences, like this guy has experienced, you can have these kinds of success stories of your own. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. (laughs) 